Hello there, my name is Wiebke Lang. I am a design journalist and for over 15 years I have been monitoring trends and new topics in the international design industry, in product design, architecture, lighting design and brand communication. But how do we identify trends? Which tools can we use to make reliable statements about future developments and which trends are currently emerging for the consumer goods market? To answer these questions, I visited Stilbüro Bora Herke Palmisano at its Frankfurt-based studio in the run-up to the trade fair Ambiente 2020. The founders, Chambora, Claudia Herke and Annetta Palmisano studied fashion design, but work as trend researchers for around 20 years. They have built up an enormous knowledge of the consumer goods market and its interrelationships because they organized the Ambiente trend show for over 10 years. Let's take a brief look at the working methods of Bora Herke Palmisano. What you see in the trend show 2020 is only the tip of the iceberg. Their work is based on profound research using blogs, magazines, specialist publications, trade fairs, fashion shows, visits to workshops and interviews. In order to identify emerging trends, they engage intensively with the design industry, the fashion and architecture sector, the art scene and universities. Stilbüro Bora Herke Palmisano follows a holistic approach. In the case of Ambiente, for example, the initial research begins about one year before the fair itself. They crystallize and condense the key trends and then verify them once more on visits to international trade fairs, industry events and designer interviews. After this, the trend researchers select the best examples on the market for each trend. Then they create an individual exhibition concept for the trend presentations. For the upcoming Ambiente, Bora Herke Palmisano has mapped out three trends. The Ambiente Trend Show presents these major topics in three distinct areas. And in these areas, the trends will be showcased in the context of different situations of life, such as work, cooking, wellness and so on. So let's see what the most important Ambiente trends for 2020 look like. Bora Herke Palmisano has defined the first trend as shaped and softened. We experience a bright world of soft but strict white tones, from cold hard white to warm cream tones. The subtle colors seem lively despite their understated nature. We see darker shades of white, which look slightly used as well as various shades of gray that display a patina. What is interesting here is that these neutral white tones come together with voluminous contours and soft forms, and the impact is quite expressive. Annetta Palmisano points out that these sculptural contours emerged first in fashion before they discovered them in the consumer goods sector. A good example is fashion designer Usha Doshi, who has been designing fantastically expensive cuts for the fashion brand Cos. Now we see this generosity of shape also in tableware. Many of these voluminous cups, bowls and jugs look like small modern sculptures on the dining table. Also the furniture design has boldly expressive contours combined with pleasantly calm, soft and flowing shape and color. Annetta Palmisano explains designers are currently trying to find new shapes for common everyday materials and to explore the limits of technology. What stand out here are the soft, often matte and organic surfaces, which are intensely tactile and more or less textured. We see materials such as linen, felt, light woods, satin glass and ultra-perfect matte glazed porcelain, as well as rough ceramics. Translucent fibrous structures and folds in diaphanous materials effectively enliven the look of these surfaces. 
A major focus here again is the use of sustainable materials and production methods. More than in recent years, we have a greater emphasis on circular economy, which means the closing of material and production cycles in order to be able to manufacture in a resource-friendly manner. Annetta Palmisano states, there is a very clear move away from superficial greenwashing and towards sophisticated solutions that fulfill their purpose and save resources over a long term. My conclusion, shaped and softened is a trend of subtle contrasts. Flower vases, stools, kitchen containers and subterrains have a strong and self-assured look with their bold forms, but thanks to the soft white tones, they are also calming and functional, never intrusive. And the reduced color palette never seems boring or bland, because it highlights the striking shapes and all these unusual manufacturing processes. In addition, the organic tactile materials make these objects approachable and comfortable, a charming contrast to the slick surfaces of our digital devices and the overstaged Instagram worlds we see every day. But these voluminous objects definitely need space in order to unfold their effect, but on the other hand, they can be combined with any conceivable interior style. In my opinion, this trend responds to the current desire for authenticity and directness. Bora Herke Palmisano has called the second trend precise and architectural. The color worlds here are dark, muted, discreet and quite refined. Here we have brick red, blackened wood, rusty and leathery brown tones, tweed gray, float glass green, colors derived from architecture and traditional men's clothing. Claudia Herke says the muted colors create an atmosphere of classic style and intrinsic value. They fit well in a clearly structured, well thought out interior design. According to Herke, this trend focuses on the architectural and the constructed, coupled with a certain understatement. And really, the shapes here appear concentrated, precise, minimalist and sophisticated. Whether in furniture, lighting or consumer goods design, this refined precision is mostly expressed in clear-cut lines that are both functional and decorative. The classic style is also reflected in the materials, for example, terrazzo, high-quality woods, glass, steel, bronze, often enlivened with new unusual finishes. We also see a lot of traditional textiles, leather, corduroy, velour, tweed, demonstrating the blurring of the boundaries between fashion, design and architecture. Two good examples here are the Belgian fashion designers Anne Mulmester and Raf Simons, which started collaborations with companies from the consumer goods design and architectural sector. Sustainability also plays a role here. We see residential properties and building materials which, thanks to the addition of natural fabrics, have a completely new independent look and feel, coloring and structure. What is actually new about this creative approach to craftsmanship? Today designers not only experiment with materials and technology, they work more and more holistic and long-term on their designs until the product is absolutely market-ready. Claudia Herke welcomes this development. She feels that a new spirit of engineering is emerging among designers. She says today ecological materials and handcrafted production are no longer a contradiction to high-end design. The Italian-Dutch designer duo Forma Fantasma are a kind of ambassadors of this trend. Their designs often involve material experiments, but they are really convincing in their absolutely professional, poetic and super precise aesthetics. Claudia Herke describes this style as following. 
Hero craftsmanship is combined with an industrial style we know from luxury clubs. My conclusion. Interestingly, the extremely classic materials and colors in the precise and architectural trend are anything but old-fashioned. Quite the opposite, they are super modern, because the structures and patterns of the objects are very clear but cool, elegant and often slightly techno. Some examples of new interior design pieces remind of digital design, for instance with clear grids that resemble pixel patterns or layered materials that are similar to Photoshop collage. The style seems rather masculine and cool at first glance, but it clearly conveys comfort and well-being, because of the sensitive and playful handling of materials and shapes. This focus on sophisticated comfort and high-quality finesse could be an expression of creative defense measure against today's rather uncertain times. The name of the third trend is artistical and diverse, and seems to be the opposite of the second one. Once you immerse yourself in this color world, you are surrounded by vitality and diversity. Bright orange and fruity raspberry red combined with fresh blue and mellow honey tone. Some calmer milky green and brown tones enable you to combine these really strong colors quite well. The style is characterized by a sense of freedom and artistry. It appears experimental, creative, rich in detail and layered like a collage. A pioneer of this trend is the Italian Elena Salmistraro, who works as an artist, illustrator and product designer for companies such as Alessi, Apple, Disney and Lavazza. For her, the process of creation starts with the drawing, only later she decides whether it will be worked out into a product. That demonstrates how Salmistraro and other designers see less and less separation between art and design. Colors, materials and shapes, as well as digital and analog techniques, are combined boldly and unconventionally. Another important aspect is multilocality, explains Annetta Palmisano. The influences of materials, traditional patterns and technologies from other parts of the world cannot be ignored. She and her two colleagues spent a lot of time in Milan, Paris and Tokyo. They found hand-knotted carpets, rattan and raffia creations, clay objects and other items from all over the world that unconventionally reinterpret folklore topics and traditional techniques. We see that neon colors combine with natural materials and traditional patterns with motifs from pop culture. The really innovative aspect here is the consistency and precision of how designers assemble these completely different elements. Palmisano adds that another important subject in design is the controlled chance. You see, for example, shapes which are created by the spontaneous application of an external force, for example by gravity, which produce enchanting, surprising results. My conclusion, the artistical and diverse trend looks like an anarchistic but extremely charming mix of postmodernism, world design and techno. It is not easy to escape the fascination of this vibrant design style, but you really need time to understand all the creative concepts and the experimental production stories behind these objects. Actually, this interest in unique pieces and small series seems to be the creative answer to a world in which mass products are constantly available and the personal experience becomes more and more important. So, looking back on the trend show, we can identify some overall themes that link all trends. First of all, the understanding of sustainability is becoming more holistic. Designers no longer deal just with the single material and the particular form of a product. Instead, they consider the entire production process. But what is the reason for this change? 
Of course, the design industry has also realized that circular economy aspects can help finding answers to the current ecological crisis. And it is becoming increasingly clear that in a globalized world, we need to consider also the social conditions of production as part of sustainable concepts. The second cross-cutting aspect is more space for art in the consumer goods sector. Of course, companies like Tonet collaborated with artists and designers already in the 19th century. But really new is how effectively and professionally creatives are blurring the boundaries between the disciplines. Today, designers work as artists. Fashion designers switch to industrial design. Architects collaborate on an equal footing with craftsmen. And creatives from all over the world exchange ideas and techniques. The consequence, an exciting and innovative consumer goods design in which art and creative freedom has always its place. So the last cross-cutting aspect is most interesting, in my opinion. In previous decades, it has been a privilege of students and young designers to experiment freely. But today, experimentation is an essential part of the professional design process. The design industry seems to understand that this is really important in order to be innovative. And designers have also understood that a creation has to be developed to the end if you want it to be successful in the market. As a consequence, the visual, tactile and functional quality of new consumer goods design has clearly increased. So, now we have reached the end of our excursion into the world of design trends. We wish you an inspiring time at Ambiente 2020. Take care and goodbye.